There's a common misperception in the work that I do that somehow the idea of career and life reinvention, it's that it's reserved for that mid-level employee, the person sitting at the cubicle, putting in long hours, making okay but not great money, that person who's hit the top of the glass ceiling in their company and they're just somehow looking to break through to find a bigger sense of purpose and a way to contribute to the world. And by the way, I've helped many people like that to create their next level, but here is the dirty secret that I can tell you after coaching super top performers, gold medal athletes, CEOs, celebrities over the past six years. Even at that level of success, people still find themselves stagnant and unfulfilled. In fact, the level of emptiness for those people can sometimes be worse than the person who's just going through the motions sitting in a desk job because they have gotten all the things that they thought would make them happy And yet, there's still a desire and a yearning to do more and to find a new challenge. This week, episode 134 of the Life Amplified podcast, I think it's going to be relevant no matter where you're at in your career. I'm going to give you some of the neuroscience that will help you understand why you still feel empty after reaching a major goal. Plus, I'm going to give you my four best strategies to help you move forward and create your next level of success and fulfillment. You've reached all the goals you ever wanted. Now what the hell do you do? We'll give you the answers this week. Welcome back to Life Amplified. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you so you can live Life Amplified. I think that this topic is so relevant, especially when you look at the news headlines right now. A couple high-profile people who've reached the top of the ladder, and yet they're still looking for that next challenge. They're looking for a way to grow. Tom Brady comes to mind. Here is a man who was the winningest Super Bowl quarterback in the history of the NFL, had six Super Bowl rings, certainly could have retired, become a broadcaster, spent more time with his supermodel wife and his children. And yet, even in his final year with the New England Patriots, the team started out 5-0, and and Tom Brady was doing interviews saying, I am so unhappy right now. He never really hid that fact. And there was this piece of him, despite all the success, that was curious. Could I do this on my own? Could I do it away from this winning culture of the New England Patriots. So Tom Brady just didn't leave teams. He ended up signing a contract with one of the worst historical football franchises in the NFL, took them from worst to first, gets to the Super Bowl, wins his seventh ring, and guess what? He's still coming back to play another season at 43 years old. Let's also look at what's happening with Jeff Bezos in the news. Here is a guy who built Amazon from nothing. We've all seen the memes of him sitting in a dumpy little office building with a sign for Amazon made out of markers running to the post office to ship out books himself. And yet he's built it into a global empire. He has changed online shopping forever. And at the very top, what is he doing? He's walking away. 
So Jeff Bezos put out a memo to the Amazon employees saying that he was going to stay with the company as an executive chair, but all of his time and energy were going to things like the Day One Fund. Uh, Also, he's got this company, Blue Origin, which is another company that's looking to pioneer uh, new advances in space travel. And here's Jeff Bezos, richest person in the world, but also bored and looking for the next thing that is going to fulfill him in life. And even in my own personal experience, when I left 20 years in the radio industry to start my coaching business, the biggest dream that I could imagine was being able to work from the beach in La Jolla, California, and out-earn my old corporate salary coaching my clients while I stared out at the ocean. And I reached the 10-year plan in about two and a half years, And was that it? Was I satisfied once I got here? No, I told you. I mean, there were times in my life living here in California the past couple of years where I got so wrapped up in my own ambition or thinking about the next level, I wasn't even really staring and looking at this beautiful turquoise water that I live near while I'd be out walking my dog. Does that mean I'm an ungrateful jerk? Well, some people might say yes, but no. What it is is just the biology of success and how we have so many misperceptions that reaching some imaginary goal line is going to bring us eternal happiness and fulfillment. It doesn't really work out that way. And in fact, we're not really biologically programmed to operate that way. So if you've ever questioned why success puts you down in the emotional dumps, let's talk a bit about brain science. Now, first of all, having goals for your life is a great thing. It gives you a sense of direction and order. It satisfies that innate need that we all have to have something to do. And as we're making progress toward our goals and we can check off different milestones, we feel good. There is a sense of personal value that we have when we're working toward projects that are important to us. And as we've said here on the podcast, many times we define ourselves and create our identity around our work. I am a coach and podcaster. I am a doctor. I am a parent. But the interesting thing to note is that once we achieve all those things that we've worked so long and hard for, well, a lot of those links disappear. You can't really define yourself the way that you did before. Now you've got a bunch of empty space in your schedule and extra time that you're not sure what to do with. If you're Tom Brady, you could probably get to a point where you say, my God, is my life peaked at 42 years old? Is there anything else for me to accomplish or look forward to? And on top of all of this, just, you know, the internal spiritual and psychological things that are happening, we've also got neuroscience kicking you in the balls the whole time because as you're working toward any goal, the brain releases dopamine. That is the hormone that's associated with motivation and happiness. And by the way, dopamine is not just released once you cross the finish line and you achieve the goal. It's released all along the process in anticipation of getting the reward. So as you're working toward the things that are aligned for you, that you're excited about, there is literally a biological payoff every step of the way. For somebody like Jeff Bezos, when you make your first million dollars, boom, dopamine release. And then you set a goal to make $100 million and just more trickles of dopamine into the bloodstream every step there. And then you reach and then you set the goal to become a billion dollar company. More dopamine all along the route to get there. 
But whenever you reach the goal that you had in mind, guess what? The dopamine faucet gets cut off. It's harder biochemically to feel the sense of joy. By the way, there's another concept that Tal Ben-Shahar talks about in his book, Happier, called the arrival fallacy, which says that working toward a goal can be a bigger source of happiness than hitting it. Because usually by the time you've arrived at the destination, you're already expecting to reach the goal. You've already integrated that and incorporated that feeling into your happiness. So you're already adjusted to the new level financially or the new level in your career, the new level in your relationships. And once you officially get there, it's not special anymore. You were already expecting it. I recently went through this again, and I noticed myself falling into that happiness trap just last week. Uh, one of the goals I've set for myself this year is to do 50 media interviews between television, radio, podcasting. And that was a really aggressive goal. It was coming out to about one a week. And I started out really powerfully. We, In fact, we played the interview that I did on the nationally syndicated Elvis Duran show. But I wanted to get a big TV placement. And sure enough, I got on a major TV show in Chicago, the third biggest television market in the United States. And no sooner had I booked that than I found myself already jumping ahead to, well, how do I get the first and second market? How do I get New York and LA to book me? And I was so already on to the next thing, I didn't stop to reflect and integrate and take pride in the fact of I was already checking off all these boxes just in the first four weeks of the year. I was already on my way to achieving the goal. And that's a, a trap that I fall into. It can happen for a lot of other people. But when that ambition goes unchecked, it can just leave you desperately hopping from goal to goal, delaying your happiness into the future. You know, saying, hey, I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds and then you lose 10 pounds. Well, I'll be really happy when I lose 15. We do that with money. We do it in relationships. And what you're left with at the end of that chasing, that endless chase, is just an overall feeling of apathy, disappointment, emptiness, and that is not the place where you're going to create an amplified life. So what I want to do today is just share four quick tips that you can use to avoid the goal achievement blues, as I like to call it. Step number one, focus on parallel paths. You know, you don't have to just be chasing one specific goal in your life. Now, the other end of this is there are some of you who are doing the shiny penny syndrome where you're chasing 10 things at once and never really focusing your energy on one thing or getting a project across the finish line. But it's okay to have anywhere between two to five goals that you're working on at the same time. And you might even be able to think about these in different areas of your life. It could be a goal for your finances. It could be a goal for your relationships. It could certainly be a goal for how you want to spend your free time. I think about my client, Maddie, who's been with me for a year and a half, and she is literally a different human being than when I met her in the fall of 2019. Maddie was falling into overwhelm and self-doubt when she was given a promotion at work. And, you know, she wanted to build out this new department and have the confidence in herself to do that. And certainly she's done it. She's crushing it in her career. But you know what? 
She's had some other goals along the way as well. She wanted to manifest a dream relationship. In fact, she just got engaged a couple weeks ago. I was like doing handstands in my living room uh, when she sent me the, the picture of the engagement ring. So happy for her. But she also had some plans for volunteering, for self-care. She uh, took a spare room in her house and built a little yoga studio. She is donating time, volunteering for an organization called CASA. So she's mentoring some foster children. You know, she's got goals holistically in so many areas of her life, but it keeps her from being too complacent, right? As one goal or project gets done, there's some other place to switch gears. There's always another goal that will keep her connected to her purpose and keep her lit up. Step number two to help you avoid the goal achievement blues you want to take a second to reflect and integrate. Whenever you achieve something big and you don't have another goal ahead of you in mind, well, you can fall down the self-doubt bandwagon. Have I peaked? Is there anything left for me to look forward to? Why do you think so many child stars in the music industry or in TV end up becoming train wrecks wrapped up in addiction and getting arrested and sometimes overdosing because they they achieve so much at such an early age, there can be a belief, oh my God, there's nothing left to look forward to. So no matter what age you're at or what level of success that you've created, it's important to take time to look back and identify what are the lessons that you learned. In what ways did you grow by achieving the goal? What are the things about the experience that you appreciated? Or perhaps some of the things that you didn't appreciate about the experience. I think that that was probably what drove Tom Brady to go sign a contract in Tampa Bay. You know, anybody in the football world knows that the New England Patriots are a very rigid culture where you have to follow one specific plan and one specific set of rules. And I think there was a part of Tom Brady that said, hey, can I do this on my own terms? So he ended up leaving a very comfortable situation where he was successful and had to step out into the unknown, pretty much becoming his own man away from the organization that he grew up in and that he had been part of since he had left college, you know, at 21 years old. But as you become clear on all the knowledge and skills that you've acquired along the way, you can also start to create a plan for what are new ways that I could apply these. You know, I look at all the things that I do right now in my coaching business, creating content, whether that be on Instagram or this podcast, uh, helping people set goals and create a plan to achieve them, communicating in a variety of ways through the written word, through speaking, assuming leadership roles. You know, when I'm working with my clients, it's all the same skills that I was using when I was working as a program director and operations manager in the radio industry and managing staffs, and working on the air as a DJ. It's the same skill set, but now I'm applying it in a way that feels more like who I am at this season in my life, not the kid who was just trying to be a, a, a carbon copy of my father when I was in my 20s. So take some time, reflect on all that knowledge, uh, uh, the list of skills that you've acquired, and there is a pathway there for you to create a bridge from the past to the future into your next level. Step number three to help you avoid the goal achievement blues, take some time to get to know yourself. You know, you are not your goals. You're not your career. 
your goals in your career are a part of you, but sometimes we can get so hung up on the task in front of us that we lose touch with the other parts of our identity. That's why many people can get so wrapped up in pursuing a goal at work that they lose touch with their children or their spouse. An exercise I've been working on with my therapist in my life is to create a list. Just on a piece of paper, I write, who am I? And then I just create a list of all those intrinsic qualities about me, and it can't be anything related to my business. It can't be that I'm a coach, I'm a speaker, I'm a podcaster, none of that. I really have to start to think uh, about what are the internal qualities, some of those things that I was born with, and then start to assess, out of all those natural gifts, how many am I really utilizing with where I'm at right now? And how can I bring those forward in a more authentic way? You can also start to take an inventory of when are the times over the past three years of your life when you felt most alive. What are you doing? You can start to take an inventory on what are the things that you would do if money was no object and you didn't care about the approval of other people. These are powerful questions to help you live from the inside out as opposed to how most people live, which is from the outside in, trying to consume their value from the world through social media likes, through more attention, through promotions and pay raises, rather than just internally knowing our value and sharing that with the world. And finally, the fourth step to help you overcome the goal achievement blues, give back. If you listen to this podcast You're a growth-oriented person, and I love that about you. You are somebody who very much wants to create your next level. But remember, the two master needs in life are growth and giving. And if you're simply growing and growing and growing without giving back on the other end, you'll be successful, but you won't be fulfilled. Somebody like Jeff Bezos is investing $100 million a year into various charities. You think of Bill Gates. The only reason he is not the richest man in the world anymore is because he's given away a majority of his fortune. But money isn't the only marker of giving. You can give your time. You can mentor other people. You can help the people that are a couple of steps behind you and share share your success to let them know what's possible. I think of my friend Maggie Cook, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago. You know, she sold her salsa company for $200 million to Campbell's Food, and a large portion of that money and her time afterwards went into going back to Mexico and rescuing children who were at risk of being trafficked. So whether it be generous of your spirit, generous with your money, generous with your time, your knowledge you've acquired, giving back is where the magic really is. It's the bridge that helps you not just build success, but build a legacy. So there you go. To recap, that dopamine release diminishes once you reach the goal. It's why you'll never be happy getting more stuff in the long term. And if you want to overcome the goal achievement blues, number one, create parallel paths. Work toward multiple goals in multiple areas of your life. Number two, reflect and integrate on what you've learned every step of the way. Step number three, befriend your own spirit. Get to know who you are, not just what you do. And step number four, give back.
Thanks so much for taking a few minutes out of your week to spend with me. If this podcast is serving you and offering value to your life, would you please do me a favor and share this with a friend? You can screenshot the podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter. You can find me on both at CSC Dan Mason. By the way, I've joined Clubhouse. If you're not familiar with that, it is the new live audio app. It's sort of like live podcasting, uh, but it's only available on iOS iPhone. If you are on Clubhouse, you can follow me at Dan Mason. And of course, whether you are going through the motions in a job that you hate and you're looking for your purpose, or whether you have climbed the top of the ladder, but you're burned out and looking for balance in your life, maybe you just want to create your next level. I have coaching programs that will meet you where you're at and help you break through. You can get all the info and apply by going to my website, Creative Soul Coaching. Net. And when you do enroll in one of my one-on-one coaching programs, I want to be clear, like this is something where you and I are entering into a partnership. You aren't just coaching with me once a week. You've got access to me on email and voice messaging between our session. It really is a partnership and a container of unconditional love and support. Reach out today for more info, creativesoulcoaching.net. I love you for listening. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week.